just want to put it out there. And, you know, Marjorie, when you listen to this later, this can be the cold open. I have never missed a podcast. Both of you have. <laughs> yeah. I never have. Just want to be really clear. If you're not here, I, we just cancel the whole thing. So that, Correct. I am the fucking pillar of this you're goddamn the, podcast. <laughs> the pillar of the podcast. The one pillar that can hold the whole place up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, the classic <laughs> architectural one pillar. Yeah. That's what MJF said last night about himself. So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. Let me let me get the, the get the temp. How is everybody doing? How are the moods this week? Well, I was asked that question when I logged into this Zoom, and I answered just ducky, which seemed to upset both of my uh, <laughs> You did find it a little <laughs> ominous. Like, it just didn't seem like it could be fully in earnest. <laughs> it kind of sounded like you were saying, like, I'm on the verge of doing something that I'll regret, probably. <laughs> That's why I like it, because what does it mean? Does it mean that I'm about to give myself bangs in the bathroom? Does it, does it mean that, like, everything's Start actually fine? Who could know? It's a non-answer. I think it, it sounds like you are, you are sitting on a re- little revenge plot. You're plotting mm. revenge. Just ducky. You'll, oh, you'll find out in time. Just ducky. Just ducky. <laughs> Well, I guess you will find well, out. Scary, yeah, spooky. <laughs> I hope well, I don't I'm, find out. <laughs> I'm doing great. I have a new baby nephew as of today, so I'm oh, very excited. Yes. Baby congratulations. Thank you so and he's much. very cute. We've seen pictures, so congratulations yeah. uh, yep. to that family. His older brother, who just turned three, <laughs> saw the picture of him and <laughs> said... Why he's sleeping? Why he no have shirt on? <laughs> he's very concerned about his lack of clothes. Like, because there's the picture like that you guys saw where it's like, you know, just picture like a newborn baby, like with a little hat on and probably wearing a diaper, but it's just, you know, just his bare chest. So Grant's really, really worried about the fact that he didn't come with clothes. <laughs> he came with a little hat, probably. Yeah, a little hat. Babies do. Mm-hmm. So true. Well, that's very exciting. That's a good, nice thing. And I and my mood is great. My mood is medium, <laughs> but my mood about wrestling is high. Let's put it that oh, way. Yeah. My yeah. overall mood is, mm, but my wrestling <laughs> mood is hell yeah. Hell yeah. And we'll get into why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very big, very big and exciting week at AEW. Do you guys want to get, you want to get right into it? Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Do you want to freaking get right into it? The amount of okay. exclamation points that our schedule has this week is just, you can, you can tell when we're having a good time. It's like it was written by Tony Khan for the official AEW site. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Khan muttering, I have to do everything myself. <laughs> Ending every sentence with an exclamation point. My God, it really takes me back in time to think about when, when, the acclaimed did that yeah. rap and Tony was like, and now I have to do th- I have to edit dark I'm myself. Personally edit dark now. <laughs> I'll just get on my Final um, Cut Pro on my laptop. But then what did you do, Tony? You belted those boys up. So <laughs> the time makes you bolder. The fact that they got in trouble on dark and then within <laughs> the same year because I think it's the same year that they became Maybe. tag champs like Nobody's doing it like yeah. the acclaimed. 
I it's know. also for some reason in this moment I'm I'm just having a weird reaction where I'm like oh my god can you still get in trouble for what you do on dark <laughs> like were we not. just paying more attention <laughs> at the time <laughs> I don't know what anyone's done on dark <laughs> we, no, did we did used to watch it dark yeah, yeah we used we to watch it every week to, yeah. or feel guilty when we didn't yeah and then they well, introduced Tony- rampage and now we sometimes watch rampage <laughs> he upped the amount of content and the amount mm-hmm. of content is going up again into it which i'm excited about i'm thrilled yeah. about getting yeah, to watch all that. access because they keep showing us that trailer where you see little matt jackson being like the only the only thing we've ever always been good at is wrestling <laughs> if you go into the tbs app right now like one of the like when you go to browse it's like here are the shows and one of them is like AEW all access and i was like did they put up the episode early or something but it's just the one minute trailer i was like that's mean how are you girls feeling about the rumored extra hour on saturdays that might happen i haven't really processed that yet because i'm waiting to hear a description of what will occur in that hour and then once i've discovered that the thing is that if they if they roll out that saturday show and it's like a normal wrestling show what one could do is not watch rampage live and roll Friday, mm. Saturday into effectively one show for the purposes of us watching. And I would be fine with that. Like to yeah. watch to watch wrestling, sit down and watch it three times a week, a whole show is a we'll lot. Do, we'll but to sit down that. and watch two two-hour shows, I could do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we Especially because the Saturday one's supposed to be like at a normal well, is it like six o'clock? Six oh five? No idea. Yeah. Not, that's not quite a normal time, but it's better than ten PM Friday for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know this week it's that's on true. at like eleven thirty? Rampage? <laughs> is it because of basketball? Because yeah. stupid basketball. Yeah. Yeah, but if we rolled in basketball. If we rolled it in and we just like we were like on Sunday nights we wa- we catch up on a weekend <laughs> wrestling. No, it's fine. Yeah. That's true. We could do that. Well, we'll see what Tony does, okay? Because maybe <laughs> I don't know. What if he just sent like everyone we don't like just went to collision or whatever it's going to be called? That'd be That'd amazing. Be cool. Yeah. If it just siloed some people we don't want to see. Honestly, I feel like siloing people probably wouldn't be a bad idea in general if you had like shows with continuity of the same people. Like doesn't WWE do that with like SmackDown and Raw? Not to That be, is like, how they do it. But I feel like the, the reportage on how that works doesn't seem like amazing. But no. But, then, but it, also it's a different, you know, company. It's obviously. different, but I do like the concept of the draft. Like I've never watched it. I just yeah. listen to Marty and Sarah, but I... Like, the concept of the wrestlers being afraid they're going to get drafted permanently to Rampage is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) And it it is nice to think about, like, it's like if you get drafted, you're stuck there for, like, a year or something. Is that how it works? I think so. It's fun to think about people having to, like, figure out who they're going to climb in a get-along shirt with. Like, they're just like, so I'm just here. I have to create new allies and find new enemies. (laughs) It is fun. That is a fun little mix-up. If only mm. wrestling was, you know, Survivor. <laughs> Honestly, like, it would be more I fun wish. if they were all, like, I was listening to Brian Danielson's being on a podcast this week, and he was like, yeah, we'd go on these European tours, and, like, I'll be, like, the heels would all be in one bus, and the baby faces in another bus, which I, I would love that energy. I'd love it if AEW would just put all the wrestlers, like, in a bus, and then film that for me. 
Oh, but do you like, like, obviously, yes, I want them to fill in the bus, but do you want them to separate out? So it's just like, if you're a baby face and you're friends with a heel, it's like, no, 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 they're on Honestly, a different bus and you got to make the bad boy friends. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny if they did that, I will say. <laughs> they, I think there'd be a mutiny at AEW. <laughs> the vibes would be unhinged about that. <laughs> the Bucks are like smuggling Adam Page onto their bus, like under their shirts. <laughs> just Jericho's. like, we need him. <laughs> Moxley's just like riding on top of the bus. <laughs> Doesn't go <laughs> That's either. Right. He's well, in a well, now he does. Well, yeah. yeah, come on. It's a new. It's a brave new world. Brave and new world. Uh, John Moxley is a heel. Let's talk about the wrestling. I love. We said let's get right into it, but let's not. <laughs> uh, this week, Dynamite AW went to Winnipeg, Canada, and they finally kicked off a new season of storylines. Do we all agree that that's Thank God, what yeah. happened? Yeah, today. Yeah. yesterday was the big time premiere. I was, was expecting it to be last week after the pay per view, so I was glad that this week they did at least hit hit some new stuff. It does kind of make sense that, uh, that some of this, because of the Canada situation and taking Kenny to Canada, and they wanted him to have a special time in Canada, a really fun trip <laughs> to his homeland. Kenny to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and they were taking Kenny on a nice trip to Canada, and he wanted like to have a, a big moment kid. there, so they had to leave the storyline to start it then. That's just, what can you do? I mean, it's like they did start laying the seeds for this stuff last week. But last week, I know we all had a little bit of the feeling of like, oh, we didn't really, we kind of picked up some old threads. This week, new threads, baby. Thank God. So let's start by talking about the uh, BCC versus Hangman Dark Order match. So we had Claudio, Yuta, and Mox versus Hangman, Evil Uno, and special Canadian guest Stu Grayson was back. So this was a six-man tag. Um, this week's Being the Elite had some setup for that match. Uh, which was also set up for the elite stuff we'll talk about later, where like Hangman was kind of getting notified via banana phone that <laughs> Stu was going to be in the match, but he was so fixated on a picture of, was it him and Kenny? Is that the picture? No, or is the it all of them? Yeah. It's all of them. That's yeah. what I thought, mm-hmm. but I couldn't it's, quite tell. I so need um, to close up of that photo because it's all four of their faces smooshed together and it's so cute. And I don't think we've seen it. Uh, I always just imagine, or like the the um, the shirtless photo that they're all in. Yeah. You know, they're shirtless a lot, but you know the <laughs> one I mean, where they're like at the pool or something. <laughs> have you ever seen them with their shirts? <laughs> I have. It's a photo where you know, none of them are wearing shirts. You wouldn't believe it. You know the one on photo top. where they're shirtless. Yeah, but you know what's funny is that I said yeah instantly because I you didn't know. know. Yeah, yeah you I know. totally know. What I think is funny about this BTE segment is that, like, he found the picture of the elite was just still on his shelf, turned yeah. facing around. So it's like two years ago he turned it around, didn't want to look at it, just left it there, though. <laughs> like, that, I find that around. too relatable. I'm like, same, babe. <laughs> There's things I don't see things after a certain point. You don't notice it's there anymore until suddenly you do. It's so cute that Ugh. Hangman has such a live, laugh, love little house, too. I know. Most live, laugh, love. <laughs> I know that, that, like, that man and his wife are going to Marshalls, and they yeah. are cruising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're having a blast Good for Marshalls. them. Uh, what was I even describing? Oh, they have the six-man tag. Okay. Mox went full heel. Uh, he ended up distracting the refs so that Yuta could knock Hangman out with the ring bell. He choked uh, Stu Grayson out for the win and then kept choking him until Alex Reynolds and John Silver ran out for the save. Uh so let's talk about like what was the match doing? Would you like anything any any place you want to start? I think it's so interesting that we have seen I feel like when we saw when the Dark Order was really, really hot, I feel like 
a lot of it was very like character based. Like they were coming out for like promos and doing like cool BTE stuff, but like, and correct me if you guys disagree, but like the wrestling, I feel like we saw a lot of silver and Reynolds and I just yeah. did not appreciate what good wrestlers Stu and Uno are. And I keep being like, guys, did you know that like that's the kind of wrestling I'm like? And I know I said this like last week or the week before. And I'm like, yeah, they're fucking Jakara guys. Like, of course, of course I like them. But like, I just, how many times have I seen them? And it just never occurred to me that I was like, they're really good wrestlers. No, I, I remember like that like really when. I didn't see them. No, right? Much for a certain period of time. Don't you think like We'd... the main wrestlers in the Dark Order were Silver and Reynolds? Yeah. They were, but we saw them enough that, like, every time they did wrestle, I'd be like, Stu is a really good wrestler. Like, I remember having that thought, like, a bunch, like, a year, a year and a half ago, or right, you know, before he left and stuff. Because it's like, they, he always got treated like the, you know, the seventh guy in the background of the Dark Order. But, like, every time he gets out there, it's, like, pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I never had that thought because I never learned to tell him and Alan angels apart right. while they still went to our company. You had your issues, and yeah. I had my issues. Thank and you, that- Leanne. That's such a good way of putting it. I had my issues. That, like, again, like, I know we made fun of you in the moment, but it's so funny that you missed, mixed up Alan Angels, who was wearing a mask at the time, with Stu Grayson, who wasn't wearing a mask. And there was another masked wrestler in the Dark Order, but you never had a problem with 10. Alan was you a different size. And <laughs> a different body, just different in many ways. But it was different for me because of my issues with Alan Angels and Stu Grayson. I can't tell those men apart. Uh, yeah, no, but a very, very fun match. Great to watch them. Um, great to to have Stu back. And he got yeah. a big pop too, which was nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big yeah. baby face pop. And I mean, they yeah. must have expected it because that's how they decide. I well, I wonder if part of it was that like. Evil Uno got such a good reaction to his match with Mox, but like, mm. I love that they chose them to be the people that they turned heel on, like the yeah. final, yeah, the final heel turn, and it like it the worked really good. Turn. Like the crowd was absolutely apeshit. What did yeah. you guys think of like the that kind of like the overall heel vibes of BCC, the ways that they were leaning into it? Are you digging it? Manolo, I do want to point out, <laughs> let me read this little quote from Manolo. You guys will remember I brought him up <laughs> Manolo, last week. Manolo, the Cage Seats recapper. Yeah, what well, you know Manolo. I, I know I'm glossing for our audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, they should know too. Because again, our listener Nicole did not know. <laughs> and she listens well, very Well, I was worried about Nicole, week. I love you so much. I was worried about that because I bring him up a lot. But <laughs> Nicole, I know this about you. If you don't want to learn something, you won't. So I think that you've decided Manolo is out. And you're not wrong. So Manolo this week said about Mox, he said, and the whole BCC. This heel behavior was much more effective than last week when Hangman muddied the picture. <laughs> odd behavior. This man is out of his gourd. Again, Sometimes he, people get I, something in their little heads and I it know, just he, sticks there. He read too much into like that Claudio-Hangman interaction, which I really don't understand why he did because he's crazy, but... It was such I, normal. It was such a normal wrestling interaction of yeah. one man clearly was being like, "Oh, you want to fight?" and then he got fought with. <laughs> right. I believe that's formally known as fuck around and find out. <laughs> you are so correct. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, this match I mean, was so fun. I don't I didn't have very high expectations for it, but it was like such like I was just having a great time and on the edge of my seat and um yeah, the BCC heel vibes were like Yuta being a little baby junior mean boy is mm-hmm. it's good. I liked it. 
Yeah. He's doing a good job. Yeah. Claudio popped his veins out. And yeah. I thought that did make him look mean. This was mm-hmm. the first time that I thought, he doesn't look fun. I don't want to hang out with him. <laughs> that man's not and doing he's, a crab dance. He hasn't <laughs> swung anyone around in a circle recently either. It's I true. think that maybe he clocked, like, it's people want to see fun. it, but it's a little too fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little too dad doing playground games to be real threatening. You can't do that when you're a heel. Yeah, I mean, the commentary always tried to sell it as, like, oh, my God, like, this is going to take this person out. But, like, in my head, I only ever heard, like, saw Orange Cassidy with his, like, thumb out being, like, wee, wee. Yeah, yeah. okay. So so we had that whole match. Later in the show, so this is the main event, we had, oh, Allie, you didn't write it right, did you? It was the Elite versus JAS versus House of Black. So that was the main event. They all got their full entrances. That took quite a while. It took a long uh, time. <laughs> like, it's just it like, was like, oh, a half hour for the match. And then it was yeah. like, oh, 20 minutes for the match, actually. Yeah. The match. It, wasn't, it wasn't like a too short match at the end of the day, but it was very funny that it, it was like, they all need to get their It was so <laughs> funny. Whole thing. Like, and those three groups are the ones with the longest entrances and so to have a trios mm-hmm. match of just like the world's longest sauntering down to the ring <laughs> it's like let's just have a long sing-along of like at least two different songs before we really get going yeah a little a little spooky segment and then two sing-alongs and then we can have some wrestling so uh just overall impressions uh kenny and jericho did get their kind of like some of their big one-on-one moments as hometown heroes they were like teasing it and then you know they also teamed up to take down Brody King. Brody King was playing a big role in the match. This is another thing that Manolo said. He was like the three stars of this match were Kenny Omega, um, Jericho and Brody King, which was so interesting to me because I do think it's right, but it, it also right. was funny where it's like, Malachi, what yeah. are you doing in the, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah. cool. <laughs> Well, in this group, like, Brody King is so much bigger than all yeah. the other, like, little boys that it was, like, real striking looking when he yeah. got out there in the middle. Well, it's interesting because I feel like they also want you to think that. They've been working so mm. hard at making Brody King seem like a monster. That one yeah. segment where Danny Garcia, like, scrambled back towards his team to get tagged out, and they both ran. And so then he went to the other side to try to get tagged out by the Elite, and the Elite ran, and they were like, no, I'm doing, <laughs> not doing that. I don't want him. I don't want him. I loved Daniel Garcia in this match. And, I, you know, I always love him, but just especially recently – his whole like vibe in these jazz like tag team and trios matches is just so good. He's just like, he's a little rat heel, but he's happy to be there. And it's, I mean, I, I really am so glad that we waited so long to do our five-star review pod, which, you know, was deliberate on our part that we waited so long. Don't worry about that because <laughs> oh, yeah, we got on to purpose, s- yeah. on purpose because getting to see Daniel Garcia and his original gimmick where he was just like, a little mad boy with one expression, you know, like, and getting to see where he is now, it really does make your heart like swell. He's grown so much. <laughs> That's and the theme of this, of this week's <laughs> podcast is going to be, he's grown so much. Uh, so he ended up taking the pin house of black retained the tag title or not the, the trios titles, you know them. And I know them too. They're the trios <laughs> titles. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> In the back half of this match, kind of like we had a little intercut thing where we cut backstage to find that uh, Hangman, uh, Silver, and Reynolds were brawling with the Blackpool Combat Club. Commentary explained that Eva Luno and Stu Grayson had gone to the hospital. Uh, So in the final moments of the show, 
after the the match had been won out out front in that arena where people were watching, the BCC and Hangman et al. like flooded out onto the stage, and we got this moment where <laughs> Hangman like slid into the ring. Mox and Claudio and Yuda hopped into the ring after him menacingly, and then from the other side of the ring, the elite <laughs> slid into the <laughs> ring and they back him up. They back him up. Yeah. I, and then the BCC, the BCC was, got intimidated and went away, and Hangman did not know why. And then he started to turn, and then cut. Fade to black. Cut to black. End of show. That's cinema, baby. It's the end of the Sopranos. I was on my feet and (laughs) hollering. I was, I was like, I was in that moment. I was like, I think I'm going to ascend out of my body. (laughs) I'm so happy. It was was so good. They've been, this has been a real slow burn. They've been laying it out there. And honestly, it might still be. Don't you feel like they might not follow up on this for six months? (laughs) Yeah. I think possibly. At this point, it's like it does have to be summer blockbuster. Like we yeah. have to be going to that that BCC elite stuff. We've got to be doing that for the next six months. I I assume I don't yeah. know, but I agree that in terms of like their relationship with Hangman or like how openly or like clearly they are on a team with him. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what, how exactly they're going to handle it. This was mm-hmm. so friggin' horny. What do you guys think about this question? I asked where I said, do we have to warn for spoilers for the, um, <laughs> for the footage that we got from the crowd in Winnipeg? God bless you. Winnipeg fans. No, I don't I think we so. can warn. I don't think we need to, well, but we're warning. FYI, I'm kind of warning we're going to talk about it. some crowd stuff. Yeah. We're going to talk about the crowd footage. Well, I'm just, yeah. you know, if you saw that fade to black and you thought, wow, I hope no one spoils me for what happens <laughs> after that. <laughs> I hope don't listen anymore it's literally so funny i really want to meet the person that's like listen i only consider what's on dynamite to be canceled <laughs> and i don't want to know or talk about things that don't that weren't shown on the dynamite like i want to meet i want to meet that person because i actually probably think that they're a lot doing a lot more healthy things than i am <laughs> yeah. i'm like that's called a normie who doesn't use the internet that's like if my parents were into wrestling like where they'd just be like i don't know i'll find out next week i guess <laughs> or i won't it, they'll never or show I, it so it's fine yeah <laughs> i think they're well they got it we got to see it on bte and like the cameras were still going so i assume we're gonna see some of it and what well, leah your eyes got so big I forgot about BTE. <laughs> I forgot that there's a BTE. You oh, forgot, about forgot. BTE. forgot about BTE. I forgot about BTE. You have nothing else. else. I, just, I just got so excited. You like, didn't. Oh when Brandon God. was there with the Cutler cam ho- hooting and hollering <laughs> and jumping. I can't believe you haven't been thinking about BTE. it every moment of the last 12 hours. It's all I've been thinking about. <laughs> Leah, I'm so wow. happy. Who's <laughs> Our number, number one BTE girl. <laughs> I so well, happy. I don't know. That title is now yeah, in contention. That's right. She's up for gonna grabs. get challenged to a championship <laughs> uh, match. With listen, the way that the <laughs> three of us remember things. I don't think that like this is like a, this is not me racing to the bottom here. We've all had our problems. This is alarming because it's a, it's worm related where it's just yeah. like, it's like your worms got so busy doing one thing. They forgot their job of aerating the soil. Cause normally we can at least remember our worm things. Like we might not yeah. remember the Matt Brian cage match that we saw no. literally 30 seconds ago. We that doesn't matter. That's cause we don't want it. <laughs> yeah. So like you your think- worms might be so activated that they are like trying to protect you from what they're doing or they something. Like, like they've yeah. gone into a little in coma. your brain. 
I, I do think like the blood supply is getting cut off at this point. <laughs> yeah, the cells are dying. It's not a problem. <laughs> Leah's brain cells are actively dying. <laughs> <laughs> well, so say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Um, Okay. Wow. What are we? So talking what happened? About? The crowd yeah. footage. Yeah. So like after oh, yeah. f- the videos on Twitter that we saw were that after they cut to black, then Kenny they all kind of looked at each other with this like wary, like nervous, uncomfortable energy, and then Kenny left the ring like fuck this, I can't deal with this. Matt and Nick stayed in it. They like point to the threat as y- Yuta runs up. Hangman yeah. punches Yuta out. Yeah, Kenny's they kind of he's walked back towards the so ring, hot. so he's still backing him up. Yeah, and then they all kind of leave, but you but know, the like, bucks the bucks slowly backed away slowly. without taking their eyes off of Hangman, and they slipped out of the ring, like still like staring at him, and like the look on Hangman's face was very much like, "What am I supposed to do about this? <laughs> like, what?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just that look ran of like up your, behind him. Your ex comes back into your life, and it's just like, well, shit. To you want me to respond you. to that now? Yeah, it was really good. Like, I mean, sometimes it just like really hits you that these are like wrestlers who tell a story like physically, like without they might not be good at like words and naturalistic acting, but like their body language can perfectly tell a story. Well, and they did that. It's like it's so that they did that that same. The, the pose thing you know what i mean like they're mm-hmm. in the same spots yeah whatever they're, they're just good so at what they careful <laughs> ever heard of it they're good at what they do yeah so all the times when the like details. it was hangman against the three of them like when they were having problems and it was kind of like aggressively looking at each other yeah and this they one was back like him up they come I mean, his back up they say don't touch that we might beat right, this guy up but right you at can. the beginning of AEW, hangman asked the bucks to second him and they did they not said, and no. here they right are here yeah this is wow. character growth, baby. It really makes you think. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> it is really interesting to think about some of that. Like the hang, the hangman asked them to back him up, and they didn't. And but they did here. And Kenny and the Bucks constantly had like ish because Kenny refused to back the Bucks up, mm-hmm. and he was ringside for Rampage. Yeah, so last week, are yeah. all our boys growing emotionally? It's yeah, becoming honestly a, a little scary to think like. Is there a version of the arc of the elite where they end up medium healthy? <laughs> it's actually they're kind of therapy. They're I kind of hope not. No, I don't. I hope so. I hope it's dysfunctional. You know what I love? Like, I hope that from the outside, people will always be like, that's fucked up and dysfunctional. But that actually they achieve an equilibrium in their personal relationships where they're like, no, this works for us. We're <laughs> actually good. This is remember, good for us. Do you remember the movie from the 2000s, like Little Miss Sunshine? Like that, yeah. you know, Steve Carell's in it. I just remember this quote. I think it was Steve Carell said it where he was like, because people kept saying it's about a dysfunctional family, but he was like, it's actually, they're all dysfunctional individuals, but as a family, they actually function. And like, I think about that all the time. And like in this context, like... Yeah, like that's what I want for them. That's so sexy. I know. (laughs) Wrong to put it that way about a family, but yeah, that's the concept. No, but it's like if you're not functional by yourself, but in your community, like you're balanced out, you're you work. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's what I want for the elite. It's also this podcast, to be be honest. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's our whole group chat. This is our. This is our. We're in it. Yeah, none of us are doing well, but together we are doing okay. 
we stand strong. <laughs> Better together. <laughs> three legged stool. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. <laughs> Sell me an elite shirt that says Better Together. <laughs> shirts did you guys like the bucks in those uh in those canadian t-shirts for candy loved it yeah, yeah that's supportive that's They're, your boyfriends from canada they said we're canadian in-laws we're yeah. a member of the family by 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 marriage and love you can know? i tell you that sarah was like and they got new pants for kenny and i was like those aren't new pants and she was like mm, are you sure and i was like there are so many facts that you can question me on and i will be like oh you definitely know more than i do but I know the gear, and those are not new pants. This yeah, is what we're talking about with the worms. Remember what the worms need to remember. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> Brian that's match, what I who have. cares? That's for Sarah. Yeah. The worms keep the score. That's right. Kenny's gear, yeah. We've seen it before. No, no, no. Yeah. Kenny's was new. Kenny's. Ha- but okay. Hangman was yeah. wearing the, the Oh, no. The Hangman from, definitely was, yeah. From the, from the six-man tag from All, All Out. Is that right? Yes, it was definitely a six-man yeah. tag, but which pay-per-view? I don't remember. But yeah, he it was the well, same. Think, it was the same. I think it was gear. from when they fought the yeah. elite, when he and Dark Order fought the elite. They're really pl- they're telling stories with the gear, you know. Okay, um, what do you guys? I guess we all talk about other things on the podcast, but not that many of them. <laughs> um, what do you guys want to see out of the arc of the elite going going forward into the summer, into blockbuster summer, baby? I would like the elite them. BCC as a feud is like that's a good feud. That's that can be some meaty stuff. I'm very excited for that. Sorry, I agree. Like, what were you saying? I agree, but I any of the any of the factions that they've been flirting with would be fine. Could they pick one? You know, <laughs> like if they wanted to have an extended feud with House of Black with JAS or BCC, I'd be happy with one of those. If they could just pick one and then like do some like specific promos about that like to me that would be like cool i think we'd love to see some specific promos i do think that well i guess it's like if they come back next week and they do nothing with bcc then shame on me egg on my face but i do think it's one of those situations that are so interesting to me in wrestling where like tony's looking at the board and he's like okay i've got these guys over here i've got these guys over here I need to meet him in the middle. And so sometimes you get these funny, like, sideways moves where it's like they, <laughs> it looks really crazy, but it is just him being like, okay, I got to get him to this place together, and then we can do the actual thing. And when it works, it works. And I, I think there's, it seems like there's been some other stuff going on with the elite that has been impacting their presentation and, mm-hmm. like, how they've been approaching that kind of, like, crab movement over yeah. to the BCC. But I'm hopeful that maybe they'll ju- they will just do that normal feud now and that this is the big feud that they were getting to and that now they'll do that feud and they'll do really normal promos around that feud. <laughs> I'm hopeful. Hopefully. I did think that it was interesting because it was like when Hangman and Mox like continued one more week, it was a little bit like, well, that's a little bit weird. But I was like, well, we'll see where we're going with it. And it's like that was a pretty decent way to like like slide into this elite reunion and then the elite maybe feeding with BCC, which is funny. Cause it's like, I feel like that was pretty well executed, but then just like, obviously I loved everything about this. Like it did not impact my enjoyment, but the way they did the thing where they were like BCC and dark order, like they had a match, like in the beginning of the show, like no one was brawling. We didn't see anything. Second segment in the show. <laughs> yeah. it was very so early. it was like over by whatever, eight forty-five. 
And then, like, you know, it's 9.45, and they're suddenly, like, in the middle of a match, like, oh, no, they're brawling in the back. It's like, you couldn't have, like, shown brawling, like, a couple of times in between because it's, like, an hour apart or, like, done it right before the match instead you of, would? like, weirdly in the middle. So you, <laughs> like, th- you think uh, Chekhov should have shown the gun in the first and the second think, act? Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe well, that's a good way to think about storytelling. No, that's a great the, example. Because the gun is that they're fighting backstage. Yeah. The gun is not that they have the match. The gun is that the mat, because Hangman got knocked out, he goes and pursues, presumably, BCC yeah. afterwards. That's yeah. the gun. Yeah. So I, I agree that the way that I would have set it up is I would have just done, like, one segment. You could do, like, a promo with hangman yeah or you could do or you could just be like we're getting reports that there's some excitement <laughs> backstage like and you want to do there, it right. midway through the show and mm-hmm. then return to it to be like yeah. exactly. they are still fighting these guys yeah. won't stop freaking yeah. fighting yeah do it, like I at agree. the nine o'clock mark interrupt a promo then like right before the the you know the jazz everybody match like show oh they're still brawling and then yeah then yeah. you're all set and it doesn't yeah. come out of nowhere it's in the true. middle where you're like are they fucking up the feed that was kind of i was like i think this is like setting it up but well i had like a really funny reaction because there was like a lot i don't know if you guys were like annoyed by it but there was a lot of picture in picture for that match and i kept being Mm. like i want to see the men big and i was like complaining about (laughs) it (laughs) and then all of a sudden when they did this i was like you're getting in my way (laughs) and sarah was like picturing picturing to something (laughs) random in the back yeah (laughs) and sarah goes what if it spills out into the main event though? And that's when I froze. <laughs> and then like it's happens to me fairly often where I get too excited about something that could happen that like my entire, like I like go very still and I can't participate in conversations because I'm just <laughs> so happy at the idea that I just like can't function. So that was what was going on with me. The words are vibrating <laughs> too hard to think. Okay. Well, mm. I can't wait to watch the elite do everything forever and they're going to be in Canada all summer. So we didn't really talk about that so and cute. we don't have Big time. Canada they, tour. Yeah. They're going, what do they have? Five, five, week, five weeks, five, maybe six. Okay. It was a lot. Yeah. It was so cute. Kenny and Jericho both like were so cute in this, like getting a little hero hometown welcome. And every time they like tease that they were going to do it before they'd get interrupted, like they would just, they'd be trying to like mean mug at each other, but they'd just be like grinning. And I thought it was super adorable. Just like these, these guys are having a good time. <laughs> As I said, they had to take Kenny on a nice trip to Canada. Was I wrong? <laughs> no. our, our friend Sarah was talking to us about like the fact that like Jericho and Mox are like leaders backstage right now. And just the concept of the two of them being like, well, it's a, you know, it's in Canada. We have to do something for Kenny. You know, he's got one foot out the door. Well, how can we? How We've can we make, make this so special? special. <laughs> I, I love the the misunderstanding that Sarah and I had, where Sarah said, "I really feel like Jericho was like is like making Kenny feel special," and I fully interpreted that as like, "Yeah, someone has to be nice to Kenny," and like it's kind of like when like a child <laughs> is having a, a really boy. rough time, and his dad cr- crouches down and and makes him feel like a special boy, and says like, "There's something only you can help me with," and Sarah was like, "Why not make him feel special to the audience?" <laughs> We all enjoyed the image that I conjured up. Absolutely. It was a great image. Okay. Let's talk about, we got to move on to something else, unfortunately. But this is a good one to move on to because this is the other thing we had a great time with. And it might be the only other thing we discussed in this show, to be honest. So MJF opened the show uh, with his rebar mitzvah, uh, which was very, like, classic, fun like when MJF is like, we're going to do a big prop thing, Tony, I feel like usually I do have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he came out, they did some dancing, etc. The rebar mitzvah was quickly disrupted by three unexpected guests. <laughs> kind of like the three ghosts, Christmas past, present, mm. and future, in a sense. Uh, I'd love to see those three play. <laughs> three ghosts. It'd be it a real be chaotic energy. Garbage would be good at mm-hmm. the ghost of Christmas future. Future, for sure. Still to come. Um, Sammy? Sammy would be a good ghost of, of present. Oh, I would have said present. Oh, you think present? Yeah, because okay. I think he's all about like indulgence in the moment. Like, can't you picture mm. Sammy being like, come in and know me better, man. <laughs> it's true. It's kind of like a nasty, more than Jungle Boy. Version yeah. Of it, but <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're not Whereas wrong I think at all. Jungle Boy is the little child who likes Yeah, and I think he's much more yeah. gentle about being like, you know, your childhood was pretty sad, actually. Lead you you're through your pain. Maybe, yeah. Do you think maybe you've made some bad decisions there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... So they, they all came out as JB, then Sammy, then Darby, uh, entered the ring. We got one in each corner. I, I really Amazing. just love this. And uh, they had a little back and forth where MJF was like, what do you freaks want? And in unison, they practiced. They practiced. It. They <laughs> said, we want a title. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my favorite part so of this cute. whole thing was just picturing like all of them backstage plotting <laughs> this whole thing, like figuring out what they were going to say, like, how cool is going to be like i just love that it made me so they're happy they're very different personalities so this did kind of this whole segment kind of felt like like in a sitcom or something when like two characters that don't normally hang out like suddenly hang you know like Rachel and Chandler having a little storyline and you're like oh this is interesting like kind yeah. of bringing out new new little features of each of them i think but don't i you- had i know I, s- I know i said this in our in our group chat but uh, I actually did just the other day while I was working rewatch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2. <laughs> and the whole plot of the film is it's like they're friends forever because of their moms being in the prenatal yoga group or whatever together. <laughs> but they actually, like, they're very different and they have problems in their friendship because they don't see things the same way. But they have this one thing that, that binds them and then when they all get together in Greece to try and find their pants that they lost, <laughs> it's a beautiful moment where they remember like, yeah, we've gone on a journey together and I'll always love you because of that. And literally I could not stop thinking it while I was watching this. I felt so happy where I was just like, and you guys all started here together and <laughs> you've really come a long way, baby, because look at these promos. They're so much better than they used to be. And That's true. I, I was just, I was disturbed at how, nice i felt in my heart towards every man on that stage including sammy Sammy. it was quite distressing how fond of sammy i felt in this context it yeah i can't even explain it but it spilled over a little bit like when he was in the trios match i was like that's sammy he's he can be there he's allowed to be there he's been here this whole time he did a pretty good job too like it was you know he was mean to mjf in a really funny way i agree um he I did. I honestly felt like hats off to whoever came up with this idea because I've been mean to Sammy for a long time and he's never going to be my favorite. And I've been really mean to him and I've hated him a lot. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you made me be like, oh, I know it's wild. It's It's really like pretty impressive. And to do it like pretty quickly. I felt like this whole this whole segment was just like executed really well. It's like everybody like landed their stuff like them and the four corners was great like they did like clever little put downs like i just 
felt like AEW was like really firing on all cylinders yeah. at that moment. And each time like MJF, like after one person would finish their little bit, MJF would like square up and be like, all right, enough of this. Now here's mm-hmm. my, and like the, the next one would shut him down, but it felt like natural. And like each time mm-hmm. it did keep feeling like MJF got staggered. He was like not expecting yeah. it and being like, well, I don't know what yeah. to, there's too many, you're all coming from a different direction. And it's also funny because mm-hmm. like he kind of invented them, right? Like he's the one that came up with the concept <laughs> of the pillars. So it's like, right. well, this had, you did this babe you and you made this happen to you wow that's it that's an interesting way to think of it that's right yeah the the engineer of his own not downfall yet (laughs) not yet (laughs) we'll see they could all be they could be co it's rome it's very roman they could be (laughs) co-champs a triumvirate of champs i know it was also like amazing how psyched i was about this because like then i saw like critiques of it afterwards and i was like well you know maybe that's fair and i went back and like rewatched some of it like this tonight and i was like oh yeah like actually like when i hear it more like again when i'm not just like super psyched i was like oh yeah i don't know if i like loved what jungle boy was saying and stuff like that but like i feel like just the vibes were so good that it's it was great None of those people, uh, except for MJF when he wants to be, but none of the rest of them are are wrestlers who I think of as especially good at coming up with psychologically <laughs> interesting and realistic yeah, reasons exactly. for their characters. <laughs> but they did a f- totally fine yeah. job. Like I thought yeah. that I also saw some critiques, and I was like, to me, these are really overblown because they didn't do a worse job than anybody else has ever done on this no, show. In fact, sure. they did a better job. I yeah. don't I th- I don't think it fully adds up like it's not like the sexiest characterization someone's <laughs> ever presented for me but I think it worked and it was fun and it was mm-hmm. funny and it made me feel good and I it thought yeah, yeah I would watch you exactly. could give me I could be happy watching months and months of these guys circling each oh, other yeah. and fighting each other and doing all kinds of things yeah, and maybe dragging sure. like little Danny Garcia into this somehow or dragging Hook into this somehow. Like <laughs> I want to watch these 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 little boys become men together. <laughs> I know. And they really like watching Jungle Boy, you're like, you are so much better at promos oh God, than you used so to do. So bad. Yeah. Like, fantastic yeah and like at least they tried to have a little psychological motivation like you're totally right they're not good at it but they did as well as like your normal like better than brian cage you know sometimes the second guessing stuff where it's like well you know people could read this into it and i was like well it didn't they didn't they in the moment it worked great so yeah, yeah like it's not super great for like somebody to be like you know you make aew suck but that's not how it felt in the moment so I don't know. It was fine. I thought it felt very much like they all were like, I love this place and I don't like seeing you as class president, basically, because Mm -hmm. you don't love it. You because you keep saying you don't love it. Right. But we love it. And I thought that's what came across. And that's how you as a fan felt, too. You were like, yeah, I love it here. And you shouldn't be talking about how you want to leave all the time because we all agree, including every other wrestler in the ring. We agree that this is a great place to be. Right. And I think like Darby's was like by far the strongest. And I think that is what you get left with in then because like JB and Sammy's were like whinier, but like they weren't real distinctive, you know? So I think what you do come out of is like Darby being like, Dax is so whiny, you know, (laughs) which is like delightful. And that's got to be on purpose that like, you know, he had he had the strongest argument. They left him for last. He had the strongest Mm -hmm. crowd reaction. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I it was great. This was a great segment. And it, yeah. you know, it was, I, 
I feel like they people have cri- rightfully criticized, and I think we have too, about how it can really feel siloed off. Like that, like when two two groups are feuding, then they just feud with each other, and it, there's you know there's mm-hmm. never really any, any crossover, but which isn't how it used to be. Like in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. like it, it was much more like messy, and this felt very messy because I sort of was like, yeah, you know, how often do you ever see any of these four people interacting on like a one on one? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you don't see Jungle Boy yeah. and Darby like interacting to have Mm-mm. four of them in the ring talking to each other like that felt very like oh this is this is like a wb teen so- soap cop yeah. crossover <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally and that they're all going to be bringing like if they, that if they keep this up for a significant period of time you get more crossover between yeah. between the people that they mm-hmm. know too like you're yeah. bringing a lot of different groups with a lot of different energies and a lot of different motivations into mm-hmm. close proximity yeah. In a fun way. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. And actually getting like multiple of them like coming at MJF at once, like put MJF on his back foot more than yeah. he usually is, which also like really worked for me. And because like we've seen these guys for so long, it just felt like, oh, this is the AEW like that I started watching and I was constantly delighted by. And I'm like rocketed back to those feelings, you know. I just, I, I just thought, did they turn his rebar mitzvah into an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the vibe a little bit was like the like, it, like the way they were all watching him and everyone like took their turn talking was very like let me tell you how you've hurt me <laughs> your I drinking is a problem conch <laughs> <laughs> were you gonna say something else you? no well the only so uh, do you guys think that like i think that's a lot of this has to be orchestrated by mjf like like mm. it's interesting to see him be generous in this way because like you know, he did, he created the, like the idea of the pillars. And I like that, like, he's continually trying to think about what he can be doing with his reign. And I think about like, Hangman never really got the opportunity to do any of this, but it's also sort Mm -hmm. of not really his wheelhouse. Like he's just very much an individual. I think he would have liked to help the dark order more, but like, I don't think that Hangman thinks as like globally as this. And I think, I, I, the whole, I would, this, this segment made me feel very impressed with how MJF is thinking about his reign. I think there's things that he's tried that I didn't like, but I think, I don't know. I just find it interesting to compare because the two of them are both first time champs, you know? Yeah. But it's interesting too, that like hangman has, he has, I I've put it as like, he has like a writer's group or like he has like a creative collective. Like he is, even when he's on the outs with the elite, he's a member of the elite and that is where the core of his storytelling comes from. And he was in kind of a difficult position a little bit after uh, he got the belt because Kenny had to leave immediately. Kenny had to right. go fix every single thing that was wrong with his body. So it's not that I don't think it's not that I don't think that like Hangman could do storytelling, but I think there were a lot of other factors. There was a lot of stuff that there was like, a lot. You know, I, I don't mean being allowed blame. to. No, no, no. Yeah. I know. I'm not. I'm not coming at you. But like. I, I do I also think it's right that like he was always gonna have more like monster of the week like storylines kind of because his core storyline is with the elite and the elite were kind of on the back burner. MJF doesn't have a a creative collective that we know about. Like he has no especially because of the punk stuff and because of Regal leaving, like he has no one in the AEW universe 
who is like someone that he can come back to and mm-hmm. it's like you have shaped me and I return to you he doesn't have that so it's interesting to think like is he out there trying to find where those connections yeah. could be and trying out different stuff like right. I, I think he probably is like he probably I think he is, is asking like where like who am I going to be able to come back to time after time and build a relationship with and this is one that as you said like he already set up and like it, it, it is like a it's a rich I'm glad that if if he was a driving force behind it I'm glad that he thought like yeah let's go back yeah. to that that's a good place to start it's yeah, interesting you put it like that because like when you think like who does MJF have connections with after those guys left it is basically like the pillars kind of it's like any kind of existing like grouping because it's like it's not Wardlow anymore you know like all those um pinnacle whatever so yeah it's it's very cool to have it go that way and if they if all four of these guys stay in the company for years they could potentially like not only with MJF but could be like they could return to this well a million times Mm -hmm. like if Sammy ends up in a feud you know with Jungle Boy at some point like it could come up as part of you know what I mean like I just think it's like it's it's a really smart framing for the four of them yeah, and 20 years from now, they could be having feuds on whatever is the wrestling company on TNT then, you know? <laughs> well, and it is just so <laughs> Matt Hardy smart. and Christian Cage or whatever. It is such a smart setup to be like, it's not that they were ever friends. Nobody has said that they were ever friends. It's that they represented the same thing in this company and that it was a kind of a responsibility and that like they are bound together by that responsibility and nothing mm-hmm. else, but yeah. it is going to bind them together for the rest of their professional lives. Mm-hmm. And that's such a rich type of relationship where it's like, it's not about whether they like each other or hate each other. It's yeah. about mm-hmm. the fact that they've experienced the same things mm-hmm. and understand each other mm-hmm. in certain ways because of that. That's yeah. so sexy. It's yeah. juicy. It's yeah. Yeah, and to have like all have four of them with like individual relationships and like group relationships, like there's just yeah a lot of different directions you can and go and things you can bring out in right. Each other. And they're four very different people, like very which, different yeah. people. Makes it even even more like Sammy and MJF are very different kinds of heels, you yeah. know, yeah. and JB and Darby very different kinds of faces too. So yeah. yeah, I also thought it was funny that uh <laughs> that MJF was explicitly like. I didn't need a stupid father lover like the rest of you. Oh, you all need yeah. your daddy. You all have <laughs> that your was daddy. very funny. Which was actually really funny because I saw a lot of people on the internet being like, Cody, Jericho. <laughs> Jericho, <Punk>. right. <laughs> Regal. You, yeah. You, Regal, yeah. You, you just, are a man who loves a daddy. four fathers in a row. <laughs> yeah, he says, but I didn't, but I don't think of any of them as my forever father. <laughs> like those were foster those were foster homes um okay we should move on and just cruise through a few quick things before we wrap up we knew that we weren't really going to get to other stuff and i think we covered the big stuff from the week but let's check in on the women so we had another uh riho had a match against nyla on rampage and one which i thought was awesome yeah uh and then on dynamite we had oh, three three ten you have your in the schedule that's the date that it happened for a second there i was like oh you rated this match three out of ten <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty that's a little harsh i heard it was okay <laughs> ali can you start putting your like five star ratings start keeping them in a spreadsheet and then talking did you, about it did you guys see this little meme of uh of uh dave Meltzer where he's just like throwing the stars out 
Here, I'm sending it it to you right now. It's my whole new personality. I'm like, I'm going to be thinking about this all the time. Okay, that's really funny. He looks like Salt Bay, but with with stars. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so then on Dynamite, so the Soraya, Ruby Soho, and uh, Tony Storm are now the outcasts, which doesn't make any sense, which we'll get into. (laughs) So they came out on Dynamite and cut some promos about like, this place sucks and they were being heels and they really suck at it. So we'll get into that <laughs> for a minute. Uh, and then Brit and Jamie ran out to fight them, but they overwhelmed Brit and Jamie. So Riho, uh, Willow and Sky Blue ran out to save them, which was very fun. I like that very much. Uh, nice to see. Okay. Where do you guys want to start with this? Uh, <laughs> I would oh, like oh, to bring oh. up <laughs> when Nyla, when Ni- Rio and Nyla fought, Soraya and well, I I don't know if it was all three of them. Some number of outcasts came out to beat up Riho and Nyla. Oh my god, that's right, I forgot about that. And, <laughs> and I Nyla was just like, here. "Have at her!" And like to a certain extent, <laughs> that I wish that they, you know, we talked to earlier about the was that on the record when we were talking about the the bus full of base oh. faces in heels? I think like, it was on the record. What? Oh, maybe it was. I don't maybe know, but like the, the, fa- <laughs> the fact that, that? <laughs> the fact that Nyla like gave, like in in a feud that's explicitly like I am from AEW, I am an AEW person versus I am a WWE person who is felt like uh, felt unappreciated the fact that nyla was like i'm not taking sides and explicitly i'm being like enjoy yourself i was like nyla you are our first champ like there should be a level to which like i would love if nyla was like i'm not i'm not defending Riho, but i am gonna punch this bitch in the face (laughs) like not yeah like soraya yeah i would honestly I, i i don't mind I would love for her to get there. I don't yeah. mind if they develop it a little. I don't think there's necessarily been a sign that they will, but I think it would be fun if like the first time she let them get away with it, but then eventually she has the, you know, the actual, the opposite experience of Ruby where she's like, Oh fuck these bitches. I've been in school with these bitches for 12 <laughs> years. Yeah. Okay. No, you can't beat them up. It's my job. Yeah. It's a thing of like, it will be really fun if they do get to a place where like, yeah, the heels and baby faces are teamed up despite, you know versus their alliances Nyla's just underused sometimes like she's I wish so they were young. doing a little more to like I know because she's bring actually, people into this she's actually one of the few women who can give like a really good promo and has a strong yeah. personality and a strong and she's character. so funny she's so yeah. funny she absolutely could be leading and she possibly mm-hmm. should be like Brit's yeah. co-leader in this for but, sure. Yeah. Her that and Brit said, as co-leaders, like that's, that's funny. that could be a deep well. That's funny. That's, that's electrifying. Fun. That's, you know, I'm yeah. tuning in. But, mm-hmm. you know, I am glad that they're letting Riho and Brit yeah. work together. That's at least yes. like something. That yeah. is fun. And Willow getting in on that. That was very yeah. fun too. So like, yeah, but. You know, I have a, I have a lot of, I, I don't have complaints about the shape of this feud. I have complaints about uh, <laughs> Ruby, Soraya, and Tony's ability to do promos and to do heel yeah. promos, especially because I did think that, like, I thought their heel work was fairly cheap and gross when oh, they were yeah. just being was like, very. like the like the 
the dog bitches stuff, like just Ugh. being like fat neckbeards in the I audience. Did not care it's for like, that. This no. isn't. This isn't know. like good entertainment. And I understand. It's funny because Leah, I know that you uh, you said that you talked about this with Sarah, like the those like the idea of like having heels who like can get like real heat and it's not really fun heat yeah and you guys were talking about qt marshall right yeah qt marshall yeah Yeah. (laughs) sarah's thing is like because i was complaining about jeff jarrett and she was like the thing is that like you have to have a person that can lose and that the entire crowd wants to see lose and never wants to see win and you like that person has to be able to like fit in places and like i think we've in the past been like well why can't the butcher and the blade be that and it's like well because the butcher and the blade don't we like really em. we like them like they're they're fine like and so i i was gonna i put that on my notes because i wanted to like say that like that to you like do you think that that's true that there has to be a team that you just like exclusively wish you could like pie in the face I don't know. And like I was because I saw it in the notes and then I was like thinking about it. And it's like maybe there is a need. I don't know. I There are probably some examples of times when you need that. But I was like, but they keep pairing them with OC and best friends who are like the face, the baby faces that like they don't you need can. It. They don't need it at all. Like anyone people would want to lose against them. Yeah. You know, like they're the people that you use to turn people heel because you yeah. can turn anyone heel against them, you know. So it's like, yeah, I can see that as a function. But I don't know if that's how they're using him right now. Yeah. Well, so I don't, what they're up to with QT Marshall, which I don't even know which way to say it now, and which we don't have time to discuss and isn't that interesting at this stage to discuss. But it is funny that it's like, you have to admit, he is good at being a heel that you're constantly like, boo, get off yeah. screen. <laughs> but he is, but it's not because he says especially shitty things and he definitely doesn't say like that many lazy shitty things or at least hasn't recently you know you can quote me anything for the past you know i don't know about it but like it is a it's by being fairly benign but annoying yeah Yeah. you just (laughs) constantly are like cutie you need to leave like you have to get off screen which i frankly prefer yeah to and it's not Mm -hmm. like for me it's like not a fondness i don't think i have a special fondness for for cutie marshall but i prefer that to what was happening with the the outcasts this week where i'm just like i actively do not think this is chill like i think this is like fairly gross and not in a fun way like it makes me feel bad to watch and i think Mm -hmm. it's somewhat regressive honestly yeah well, and, like, when you compare it to, like, the Pillars segment, like, I was thinking, like, MJF called Darby, what do you call him, like, a skateboarding incel, incel skateboarding mime. <laughs> like, that is a beautiful insult. Like, it's perfect. It's dead on. It's so creative. Never heard it before. Calling the audience fat neckbeards is, like, the most boring, gross, like, just a lazy... It's nothing, you know? And, yeah. like, maybe yeah. it's that, like, they shouldn't be cutting promos on the audience because people do tend to just be like, you guys are fat, which is, like, not fun. It's but not cool. No, don't I it. don't like it. I wish they would all stop it. But, like, if the women, like, if they're doing heel stuff with insults, like, at least make them, like, funny and true right. and just, interesting. Like, why don't you insult the people you're having a feud with? Right, right. exactly. Like, say some bitchy stuff. At all. No, like, why aren't they talking about Brit? Like, you know, get me some creative Call insults Brit about Jamie. Be like, you've right. been the, a heel in this company the whole time, but now you want to act like you're the hero? Like, right. you could say, uh, it's honestly quite aggravating. Anytime I start being like, this is some stuff you could do, 
I'm like, it's pretty simple. Like, you just sit down <laughs> and be like a Microsoft Word for one hour, and like, you can come <laughs> up with some material that will be totally serviceable and that would make me be like, no, you're wrong, but not in a way where I feel like mm, I don't want to watch you. I don't yeah. like well, watching even, you. You don't even have to be that creative. Be like, oh, Britt, you're a dentist, so you couldn't get into med school. You know, it's just like lazy jokes, but at least like a little bit funnier. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what I'm advocating for. <laughs> Just surprise me a little bit, you know? <laughs> Tony Khan, Anne's, Anne's going to give you a call later, and she'll leave some of these on your on your voicemail so you can uh, distribute them as necessary. Free ideas. Okay. I think, that's, I think that's it for us. Do you think that's it? Yeah. I don't, you yeah, want to talk about any of this other stuff? No. We've talked about we it We can before. if you want to. I mean, we can go back to, like, the pillars and do, like, another, you know, 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and again, we talk. loved our beautiful pillars. I did think to myself, I was like, I'm not not in a super serious way. Like, I love what's happening. I'm not mad about it. But I was like, Brit should be there. Yeah. yeah well, she, she, was retweet- sure. she was retweeting stuff about it. It really, like, I don't know if it would have ended up being distracting. Like, I don't know if it would have worked in, I. Uh, worked in reality but i do like to daydream about like that segment going exactly how it did except it ended with like brick coming out and just being like you're all stupid bye (laughs) (laughs) i it's it's interesting because i'm i i was thinking about it and i was like you know if i were brit i would be pissed off about this sometimes i can't lie i would be i would be like it's fucking me more than it's i know but I know it's, it's, it's not a serious thing. I hear people like criticizing that Brit is so like in every segment, in so many segments and in, you know, so many prominent feuds and that, you know, they don't give enough on other people enough time, but it's sometimes struggles where I'm like, she's so good though. And like very few people are at her level. And I don't mean wrestling wise. I mean, Mm. promo wise, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No one. Well, it's also like the women get ten percent of the time with the men, so it's not like Brit's getting more time than MJF or more right. time than Sammy. Oh She's God, getting no. less time still than them. So, like, yeah. fuck off, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But it is like it's like she has the she has the charisma. She does a good job. Like, there's definitely been periods where like she's done a better job or she's done a worse job. Like, she is growing the same way. It's been clear that MJF is growing. Like, we've talked about that a lot in his championship reign. Just like the ways in which both of them have clearly heard certain criticisms about how they like created their heel characters, and we're like, okay, I take that criticism. And I'm going to try something different. Like, and yeah. I'm going to try and be more, I'm going to try and put my opponents more over while right. like being a heel. Like they clearly are very thoughtful and responsive about like, we want to be so good at what we do. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. great to watch them. I just yeah. love watching them. I know. You know what? Wrestling was good this week. I had so it much was. fun. <laughs> I know. Great. And I did All good. In a really good mood. <laughs> I'm still maintaining my resolution not to read hate read normies and good i think that you. was yeah, such a good, good decision especially after like the hung bucks stuff because i was like i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to know what they think i just don't yeah i'm not i'm no, not allowing you know, I, no need. my heat my high to be punctured i think that i think it's definitely the right move but i will also say it's it's been really nice just to see a lot of people on twitter being like oh yeah the elite are good at what they do though yeah, yeah. we're not <laughs> we're not talking about it that much but the elite are good at, it's like well you're bitch and you've been saying bitch ass things but (laughs) yeah they are yeah they actually are so that's a good note to end on i've been Allie. i've been ann and i've been leah
It's always Tunnel Talk, baby. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod, via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a five-star review, you can tell us in your review or you can send us an email one thing that you want us to watch or experience for you. Let's put it that way. It could and be we'll a do video. It sometime in the following year, probably. <laughs> it will be. Yeah, it'll be in the following year, and it'll be on a, on a special. Well, actually, I don't know what it'll be. You know what? We don't know what how you'll get responded to, but it will be on a version of this podcast that you can listen to. Is that fair to say? I think oh, that's yeah. completely fair. And it's enticing. So, I it's think mm-hmm. it. well, you know, if you didn't check out our, uh, if you didn't check out our extra pod, go check it out. You can listen to uh, three women listen to something that you're not watching, <laughs> so and talk about it. So again, so rate, review, and subscribe to us if you want to, and come back next week for the podcast that we do. Oh, and it's our anniversary next week. Oh so yeah, come back for that. Yeah. It's our special episode for our anniversary. So come back for our special episode. <laughs>